Hi, folks. This is Johnny Laser, and our guest today is Tom Zariga. He's the CEO and founder of Magnetic 3D, a company that designs, installs glasses-free stereoscopic displays. Tom, what got you into 3D in the first place? No, you know, it's one of those things. 3D, I think, when you first come in contact with it, whatever age you are, you become enamored with it. And that's basically what happened to me. I'm going back about 15 years ago. I was early into the digital signage market. I was a pro AV guy, you know, hang and bang installations, doing all sorts of things, events, uh, weddings, bar mitzvahs, you know, you name it. And I got into the digital signage industry, built some networks, Mall of America and 17 malls up in the Northeast. And, you know, we started talking to advertisers about getting on the network. And we were always thinking about the future, like what other, what other innovations could we show that would be experiential in nature? And we came across and stumbled upon 3D technology by a company that maybe some of your listeners remember called New Sight or X3D. They had a parallax barrier technology and we became you know, head over heels for this. We, we thought this was the greatest thing since sliced bread, even though the displays were uh, plasma screens that were 1024 by 768 resolution. And we decided that we were going to get out of the 2D business and get into 3D. And so we became an exclusive partner of new sites. We deployed their technology for a while and then eventually broke off and started developing our own stuff. So it was, it was a decision to get into 3D because we stumbled upon it and became uh, infatuated, if you will. What's the role that you see glasses-free 3D displays playing in the whole stereoscopic landscape? You know, all systems in, in the world eventually uh, find their way to digital. At least that's what I think is happening and has happened over the past, you know, 20 to 30 years. I mean, we no longer use VHS and beta tapes and CDs. We stream all of our music. I think 3D is very similar. You know, we you had to make custom lenticulars and, you know, print them. That's a time-consuming and costly process. And glasses-free 3D displays really eliminate that issue. You can now produce content in side-by-side -side or a multi-view format, and the display does all the work. You know, it's there, and it can be anything you want it to be as long as you um, have the imagination for it. So um, I think that's what's exciting about the direction that we're headed in the year 2020. What's the ecosystem to generate imagery? Great question. Um, so we, we've worked with clients that um, have used like Maya or Max. Blender is pretty popular. We have tools that we offer that, uh, that work for Cinema 4D. And then we also have a tool set now for Unity and Unreal, which have really proliferated over the last couple of years. And so I would say between those tool sets and kind of our internal capabilities, we can pretty much help clients get their content from nearly any workflow into glasses-free 3D, whether they want you know, 3D video that's been, you know, preconceived, pre-rendered, or it's real-time and interactive. Is there a size that you think works best? Is there, is there one that, like, seems to be the, the a magic one? We've got screens pretty much at all the standard sizes from 28 inches all the way to 100. So 28, 32, 43, 50, 65, 85, 100. We've got them in landscape, uh, and we've got most of those also in portrait format. Uh, there might be one or two changes based on the size of the monitor. A 50 is a 49 when you go portrait. It really depends on the application. We're you know, a B2B provider, so we're always looking at the strategic placement of that display in the location. What's the line of sight like? What's the viewing distance? Um, what's the viewing angles like? What's the lighting condition like? And, you know, the same stuff that you would do whether you were putting in projection or LED, we do the same QC and, and site inspections for 3D. So I don't necessarily think one is better than the other, but it really depends on, on you know, the type of experience and, uh, and the environment that you're putting it into. What's the biggest one you've put in so far? single monitor was a 100-inch portrait monitor, and that went into the Hard Rock 
uh, Hard Rock's latest guitar hotel down in Hollywood, Florida. Is there a distance? Is a sweet spot on that, or how do how do you manipulate that, or is that something that you is that a proprietary thing? No, I, I'd like to share some of this actually because you know maybe your listeners have seen Glasses Free 3D over the, the years, and and some of them may have a vision in their mind of what it is or what it was. And honestly, there was a lot of things that we needed to do to improve the technology to to get where it is today. So one major advancement um, in the last three years has been 4K displays. So we've migrated all of our technology for single monitors to uh, 4K. So that gives us a lot more pixels to work with. Now we also optically bond our lenses to the front of the monitor. So if anybody had ever experienced that kind of annoying zebra striping pattern or the moray effect, that's eliminated completely. There's really no blur. And then we also got rid of a lot of that crosstalk and even the flip of the lenticular by masking it. And um, we do that because there's a, 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 a an FPGA board that's inside the monitor that handles a lot of the processing. So there's a ton of technology that's under the hood that makes uh, glasses-free 3D feel more natural and, and have um, less of those artifacts that may have been seen in the past. To get back to your question about the viewing distance, it really depends on the size of the monitor. But uh, anywhere from like 5 to 10 feet as you go from a 28-inch up to a 100-inch is the minimum. And then, of course, you can stand anywhere in front of the display within about 120 degrees of viewing. And everyone that's in that zone uh, at the right or optimal viewing distance up to about, you know, 30 or 40 feet back will easily see the 3D effect. Well, you've been into this longer than anyone I know that wasn't selling smoke and mirrors, but actually engineering and assaulting problems that showed up because, like you said, all that barrier stuff was, those were problems to uh, overcome. And you stayed at it, which is amazing. And you're an honest, you're honest people, which is, you have integrity. Now, what's the interesting thing that you see on the horizon for glasses free displays? Um, well, well, thanks, John, for that. Um, I, I tell people that I thought I was maybe training for a marathon and I got to the finish line and they were like, no, nope, it's an ultra marathon. You got to keep going. <laughs> You know, we're still here and uh, we're we're committed to the cause, which is to get the technology into the home. So that's where we really want to take this. Uh, at the end of the day, we, we've been inspired by the Mark Weiser School of Thought, which was an inspiration to Steve Jobs and Apple. And that idea is, you know, getting the technology to really disappear and become, you know, the fabric that's in the background, but you don't really need to deal with the technology to have the experience. And you and I were talking about this earlier today with those 10 magic seconds of Zoom where you click it and you're instantly in the meeting and don't need to deal with wires and all that kind of stuff. That's what we're trying to do for 3D is to really make it less complicated so that you know anyone that's in you know developing 3D content or 3D software can integrate with the display and really unlock their content in the glasses-free 3D format. We're producing as a society more and more content in 3D and we we obviously see the world in 3D, so it makes a lot of sense. But, you know, getting to the future and, and what it holds for the technology, if I had to look five years out, maybe even sooner, I would say we're looking at an 8K 3D display that comes to the home. And uh, I don't think it's going to be a TV. I think it's going to have a lot more capability than just that. And that's what gets me excited and, you know, gets me out of bed every day is that we're, we're really moving towards that as uh, the eventuality. Do you see broadcast content? showing up on these rather than just stuff that, that people play back. Have you figured out how much bandwidth you need or make it work happily? So, you know, with, with a little bit of tweaking, we can, we can stream in side-by-side -side 3D right now. And I bet we could stream in multi-view 
uh, to the 4K screens. Doing that in 8K is is probably still a bit of an engineering challenge as the networks like 5G and, and whatnot. And, but, but we also need to look at what's ha happening in the world of production, you know, space that, you know, you've been entrenched in forever and things are moving to virtual environments. I mean, you look at concerts, they're being produced, you know, virtually. And they're doing being done extremely well, you know, thanks to the real push on the, you know, from the pandemic to make it happen and to try and make it as real as you know, it can be for everyone at home. These systems are now being built in 3D environments. So, you know, you look at that or you look at uh, Mandalorian, which is just winning every award possible for their productions, and it's all being done in Unreal. So you kind of look down the line that, you know, esports and gaming, all of this content's being produced in 3D. There's no reason why it could not be delivered to the home as long as, you know, the right uh, players see that potential and, and um, you know, join the charge. Right now, what is the best content to play back on there? Uh, is it stuff that you shoot in the studio or, is, uh, or, or animations and graphics like that? What, what, what do you think plays best? It really depends on on what your goals are. So if it's a marketing and advertising application, we can do a lot of real great stuff in CGI. So in that regard, I would say, you know, use Cinema 4D, Unity, Unreal, After Effects. You take that content and put it into our format and uh, it'll look terrific. You know, content will pop out anywhere from one to two feet and there'll be significant amount of depth into the display and you'll have motion parallax. So it'll be a, an experience that no one's going to get at home. Um, and that's really for those high impact installations. But we've got two different product lines that we sell today uh, in terms of the large format displays. You've got the Wildfire DS product line, which really stands for digital signage. And it's been custom built from the ground up uh, with an Android player built into it so that you can easily go up to it with a USB stick. You can plug it in and you can load up your 2D or 3D files. And as long as they're in the right file format, the display will just immediately play them back. It's got an embedded player. It's like a 3D you know, picture frame, if you will. And that, that works great. And for the clients that want to do something more with it, they can you know, plug in via HDMI, they can control it remotely with RS-232 control, and they can do all the things they would do with a show system for a theme park or you know a stadium or what have you. And then they can drive it from their, let's say, show systems. So um, that product line is great for those types of applications. We've got 4K uh, at 30 and 4K at 60 inputs on them. And then if you're a client that or a customer that's trying to do something in, let's say, medical or military or aerospace, for example, and you need depth perception, we'd recommend a different product line for that, which is our Wildfire Pro, because it can accept inputs from live 3D cameras. And so, you know, it really depends on what the end goal is. And then we try and consult with our clients to get them to the right product for that application. In terms of the client, what do they normally give you? You know, what, what kind of content do they hand you? Or do you tell them ahead of time what they have to produce or do they come to you with uh, an advertising campaign or whatever it is and have you try to figure it out? Yeah, it's like, I would say it's 80-20. So we typically share with them like our demo content and they'll see it and want to produce similar stuff or they'll have a vision in mind. Um, we may work with them and we, we have worked with lots of clients this way where we'll develop a storyboard together. And that really is helpful because then they see it on paper before we go ahead and animate and model and all that stuff. Then what happens is, is they'll, you know, hand us assets uh, if they have them in 2D or if they, you know, are available in 3D, which, you know, could be FBX files, OBJ files with the textures and all that stuff. And then we can, you know, pull that into our format. On the flip side of that, if they've got the, the heart for it and they've got people internally that already use these 3D programs, let's say for VR or AR or, or gaming, we can train them to create the content. And we're doing that now with some of our large uh, enterprise customers. 
and it's going really well. I'd say, you know, within one or two like calls with them, even remotely, uh, we're getting them up to speed. And as long as they have a screen, they're producing content that same week, if not that same day. So things have really become democratized, if you will, um, in the world of 3D as, as more and more technologies are becoming integrated and platforms are, are talking to each other. I think that's a, a great path you're on because when that comfort level becomes, when they feel like they can do it in-house and that opens up to all, all the creative folks to come and it's no longer a mystery. It's, uh, it's what can we do with the technology? That's great. Now, how does it work as a 2D? 2D video will play back perfectly through the display. So we deliver our 3D content at 3840 by 2160. It's, a, it's an MPEG-4 and it could be a side-by-side -side MPEG-4 or it could be a multi-view MPEG-4. And you deliver 2D content the same way. It's just a regular 2D MPEG-4 and it, it will play back in the loop seamlessly. The display recognizes it based on file extensions of what of what file, you know, what type of content it is and what it should do. And you'll just you know, see 2D video as you would normally on your display. There's a slight trade-off, of course, in resolution, but it, you know, to the average viewer viewing distance, it's going to be imperceptible. And I don't think that's really an issue that, that we've seen. Getting into the home is a little bit different because there'll be an expectation there that's different in out-of-home. And when you're in an out-of-home environment, you're much further away from the displays usually than you would be in your own house. So that's why we think as we get to the home, we need to have 8K. You know, this question would come up, eye tracking. I know you know more about eye tracking than I do because you're you have to be looking at that all the time, pun intended. But go ahead. <laughs> well, no, I'm glad you brought it up because eye tracking is has been a a thing we've been trying to crack for a while, and I think we finally did it, and the results are unbelievable. Uh, we have our our new Immersa product line, which is the, um, starting with a 28 inch desktop, but we'll have other sizes soon. And the 28 inch is is great. You put it on your desk. It's got a built-in Intel RealSense in it, uh, into the housing. So it's a complete enclosed solution. It looks like a consumer monitor with a, a 2D and 3D hot button on the, on the bottom of it. And you literally turn that thing on and hit start on the eye tracker. And then you can bring up any side-by-side -side 3D content, even right from YouTube. And it's like you're having a 3D IMAX experience. The content is, is amazing and that's because when we're doing stereo and we're tracking the pupils we can really push the parallax since we know where you're going to be and we don't need to create all these additional views for other people who are not uh who are not there are you doing that now is that or something in the in the near future it's uh, it's available and we we already have units that are going out to customers for demos and trials for like things like mid-air refueling and surgical applications where they're using 3d microscopes so uh, yes, it's available and it's a great product. So as, if anyone wants to check it out, I think it's a it's a great solution for a number of desktop applications because it's got that close viewing distance. But it also could be a replacement for VR in some cases, especially with COVID and thinking about all the hygiene concerns around that. Where do you have them installed now where people can actually sample them? Well, we do a lot of experiential installations. And so it's kind of, you know, peppered in different locations around the world. So. In the U.S., we've got screens that are uh, all of the new products that I'm speaking about now are going into major theme parks. Um, and I don't know when those are open, but uh, our stuff will be there and we'll be able to talk about that and, and direct folks 
to those theme parks to see it. The Hard Rock Hotel down in Florida is a pretty awesome installation. If you're in Florida, I would recommend getting over there to see it. We've got a couple of installations actually in Florida in grocery uh, and hospitality. We're doing a bunch of stuff in retail in, in the US and in Canada. And then we've also got shopping malls overseas where we've installed a number of these projects. If you'd like to check them out, because obviously right now it's a bit difficult to get anywhere, would be to go to magnetic3d.com and check out the portfolio page. There's a number of products, uh, projects that are listed there and videos, case studies uh, from a number of our clients that was all great tom i can't wait to have you on nysa presents to to show us at least a, an idea of what this could look like because you really can't experience it unless you're standing in front of one and i have and it's it's pretty amazing from what i saw it was pretty amazing so i look forward to seeing you thanks everyone thanks john appreciate it i'll see you soon thank you and uh thanks folks see you next time No.